0: Hi everyone, welcome to Goddess Talk. This is gonna be episode four, and it might just be the best one yet. I'm so excited to introduce you to my best friend, my mentor, Um, and I'm gonna tell you so much more about her, but this is the goddess, Dale Smith Thomas, and so I am so thankful for her being here today. And if you follow me at all, you've probably seen her all over my Facebook and Instagram um, because um, she is my soul sister, so. um, with that being said, for those of you who have not tuned in before, I just want to let you, my, let you know my intention of Goddess Talk and that's truly just to highlight the inspirational goddess women in my life and to dive deeper into their life and how they really overcame obstacles, how they have navigated through life and ultimately how they have claimed their power, recognized their highest potential and are living their best life now. So, With that being said, I want to introduce Dale Smith Thomas to you. If you do not know her already, she is an amazing inspiration to many. She is an author, a motivational speaker, and a recent founder of the Hope Doctors, which is her new platform that she's going to tell you so much more about and is so exciting. So um, I could go on and on about uh, her forever, but she is also just an unapologetic optimist. She has been featured on so many national television stations, CMT, VH1, Dr. Phil, just to name a few. And with that being said, I will um, just kind of dive into some questions with you, Dill. Are you ready? Oh my gosh. Hello, my goddess sister. It's good to see you again. <laughs> good to see you. Long time no see. Oh uh,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> Can we not tell, you know what? Goddesses have to join together and especially during this time of Of COVID we kind of decided to stay uh, stay safe with each other last weekend at the beach didn't we? We sure did.
0: (laughs) Check it off the list. Um, Well tell the audience just a little bit about um, more about you that I didn't mention and maybe some things that you're working on that we don't know about and maybe just anything just about you and um, I know you're a Mississippi girl that's now in Nashville and you have a wonderful story with all of that so you just take the floor sister.
1: Oh thank you first of all Ashley. I love what you're doing. I love that you are championing the goddess inside all of us and so if this is your first time joining us and joining Ashley make sure you go back and watch all of these episodes because you know she is the true example of a goddess warrior princess that that stands in the light and helps spread that light to others and As Ashley said, I grew up in the deep south in North Mississippi, and yes, Dale, it's my daddy's name. And I never grew up believing that I was a goddess or any that I was even close to being a goddess, Ashley, that I didn't believe I had any talent or anything like that. And it's only through these life principles that I learned in my early 20s and put into practice that I went on to actually win a beauty pageant at 30 years old. I had a uh, three-year-old at the time. I became Mrs. Tennessee and went on to compete at Mrs. America and I realized that the life messages that had changed my life were universal life principles and that people were gravitating toward those messages and all during my years Mrs. Tennessee people kept saying will you speak to our group and so I thought when I didn't win the big sparkly hat the national pageant that my speaking days were over little did I know that a goddess has to come a goddess from the inside out. And, you know, I didn't need the sparkly hat, as I say, to be a queen or to be a goddess. I just had to stand in my truth and stand in my power. And I had to learn that nobody's opinion of me had to be my reality. And even though I lost that title, I won so much, something so much bigger. And that was to learn that I had to step into my personal truth, into my life calling, which I knew was speaking. And so that was in 1990. And since then I've traveled around the world speaking to every size audience from five to 15,000 and written two books and um, gone on now to start the Hope Doctors. I started speaking in healthcare a few years ago and someone wrote me a note and said, your name should read Dale Smith Thomas PhD, the Hope Doctor. And I believe hope is helping other people excel. You're a hope dealer goddess, Ashley, and you're dealing hope to people through this platform. And so uh, now I'm just continuing to expand, you know, as we go into this technology age and I am so not good at it and I am having to learn, especially now that I'm off the road. And so it's just, I believe in times of uncertainty, when we have to change, we have a choice to contract, which is go in and fold in, or we have a choice to expand. And you and I have talked about this. It's all about the expansion. It's all about the growth and that is not always comfortable.
0: Well, um, that is wonderful. And I know I know this story, but I love um, hearing it again every time you tell it. And you did mention being an author of several books, and I see one in the background on your, back, background. On your shelf right there. But I do want to plug your book because it's amazing, and I've given it as a gift to some of my besties. But it's Good Morning Gorgeous and Solo in the Spotlight. And are there any in the works now? Oh, there's a couple in the works right now,
1: and uh, thank you for always being one of my champions. I am actually also writing a fiction book, which is so out of my wheelhouse, and, you know, sometimes when it's scary, you got two choices. I'm, I'm, I'm really championing Pitbull today. I did an interview earlier for a hospital, and Pitbull is now talking about this new song called, I Believe We Will Win. And he said at the beginning of the video that fear can mean two things, forget everything and run. Because sometimes when we're faced with fear, what do we wanna do? We wanna close in, we wanna step back, we wanna go, no, I don't wanna do that. Or we can face everything and rise. And Pitbull claims that, but actually that's a Zig Ziglar quote. (laughs) Zig is from Mississippi. He's no longer with us, but he was a great philosopher and teacher. And so when this idea of this fiction books started coming to me. And Ashley, you're a writer, and I think you can testify to this. So those of you who are out there that want to be writers, you got to let yourself get out of the way and let it flow through you. It's almost like you're taking dictation. So I'm working on that project. I'm working on a follow-up to Good Morning Gorgeous called Stand. We haven't changed it. We don't know the title yet, but it's another one about standing up in your power um, as a
0: gorgeous woman and
1: understanding what that means.
0: Well, I'm so glad you mentioned fear because it is such a big um, paralysis for so many women. And I just, I'm so glad you, who are so um, well-esteemed and such a professional in all areas of your life, that even you, as accomplished as you are, still have those moments of fear. And oh, that's okay. It's, that's part of the journey. It's just being aware of it and not letting it stop you and right. navigating through it. So um, thank you for sharing that. Um, absolutely. With, with everything going on with COVID, I know um, we're all kind of in a place of, of course, quarantine, but it's really causing a lot of us to go within and self-reflect. So I'm so curious to know maybe something that you have um, had some time to reflect on that's really been transformative during this time for you.
1: Well, I'm going to be really transparent about this. And um, I just mentioned I did a, uh, about a 20-minute presentation for a hospital for next week for hospital week. And... This has been a really hard time for me, and I'm a girl who usually bounces back pretty fast if if there's a, a speed bump or a road bump. But this has really, really been very difficult for me. Uh, first of all, my business goes has went gone from full force, you know, big calendar to nothing, absolutely nothing, with no certainty of when that's coming back. So I started thinking about that and especially right now with COVID and if you guys are watching, watching us, we're all gonna feel this right now because we've never been in this game before. There's no game plan for this. And so what we have to do is we have to step into uncertainty and realize that it gives us two options. Uncertainty can be very devastating and scary and we consider it our enemy or it can be our opening. And it can be our opening to opening us up in, in a different way and for me this is forcing me forcing me into this world of technology that I'm so uncomfortable in and I'm having to find a new way to share this calling that I know that I have but I'm used to being out on the road able to hug and interact with the audience and I always think that's a co-created process So now to be out there and having to learn these new things, and I'm calling on my son, Nick, to to help me out. So if you, we are all going to face fear during this time. And when fear is so strong, courage has to be stronger. Fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. Ooh, and every weird. single that down. day, fear is a fear reaction. reaction. Because think about it, I'm afraid of snakes. What is your automatic response to anything that you're fearing? Go back. Go back. <laughs> it means step away. And I'm not saying that things that fear us, we don't need to step back and and assess it. But our automatic response is to step back. But the only way out is through. The only, only way, way out is through. Is through. There's no sidetrack. And so. Fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. And right now, during COVID, it may have to be a decision every five seconds. For me, it has been. And another thing I'm facing that you're aware of, because you're one of my best friends, is that my father is in the hospital, my 85-year-old father. And even last night, we weren't sure he was going to make it through the night. And now, on top of knowing that we're probably losing him at 85, the harder part is not being able to be in that hospital with COVID, to not. They actually are allowing my mother in today, which is a tiny little hospital, but to know that he is alone. And that's what I said to these healthcare workers, You know, they are bridging the gap for us from patients and families right now. So don't beat yourself up if you ever face this fear. We're all gonna face fear. If you're, if you're alive, you're gonna be fearful or, or uncomfortable, but actually you and I both work out and we know when we work out and we're working out really hard, our our muscles get sore and we become uncomfortable, but we're like, yes, it means we did something great. But yet when we're uncomfortable in this space, we go, ugh,
0: which we should be leaning in instead of leaning out. Well, definitely. And yes, I do want everyone to know Dale's father is in the hospital and she is still Adamant about being here and doing this interview today. So, Absolutely. thank you for your strength in um, doing that. You did. I think that speaks
1: to something you and I both know that we are in this deficit. One of the ways to also work through and grow through that is to continue to give and to give it to put it out there to help someone else when you feel so lost. So, that's another message for all of us during this COVID time is we can give in little tiny ways by making that phone call and you've been so precious to me to check on me. And, and, you know, I think before this, we were all so busy. It was hard to even check on each other because we're so busy, but now we're making more of the time and we're going to come out better on the other side of this.
0: Yeah. So there's a quote I like. It's when you feel powerless, do something that makes you feel powerful. Yes. Does I feel like sometimes i um, in those moments, especially right now when you're fe- fearing, fearing anything or just change, just do something that makes you feel powerful. That's right. Absolutely. Um, But you also mentioned some things about fear and um, with with chaos comes creation. So in this, I feel in these um, self-reflective moments, it is inspiring more people to be creative, like you said, to get outside of their comfort zone and to really try new things that otherwise they may not have been doing. Are you working? Has this caused you to start any new projects? Or I know you're doing some interviews yourself. So tell us about that.
1: Well, you know, because I have more time now, but I'm gonna address that in a couple of ways. I have a daily routine and uh, I'm not reading all the questions so I may skipping ahead, but I have a da- daily routine. I do an hour of power every day. I read, I journal, I meditate. Uh, I do a lot of journaling because that's where I can uh, work it out. And now those hours have turned into two because I don't have to, I don't have to get up and get out of the house. But one thing I have also done is I have maintained my schedule. I'm an early riser and I was determined to stay disciplined, you know, to really pay attention to that discipline. I'm up between five or 5:30 every day and that's when it's quiet and I turn to the quiet and I listen. And so the creativity part, I think for me comes from listening more. And when you listen, be willing to take that step, and one thing that it led me to do was to start to research other podcasts. I found a matchmaker site, which I think is hilarious. That <laughs> it's a matchmaking site for podcast people, which I thought, oh, this is podcast version of Match.com. It's fabulous. I love it. And so I started putting myself out there, and i booked booked. Um, I just did an interview that I'm also hooking you up with this beautiful girl from um, the UK and i did her podcast i'm doing one in the morning i just did one i don't even know so those are the the technology things i'm doing but i'm also giving myself time to write more
0: and listen more and the more that you listen the more you can really give i love that and i love that you brought that up because um there's a quote that says prayer is talking Meditation is listening, and so many times we get, I think, bogged down in, I'm asking for this, and I need this, and I want this, and and so on, rather than just being still and listening to the guidance that is there for you when you create that space. And something else, um, this is episode four of Goddess Talk, but every goddess, um, what they have in common so far is creating this space to listen, or to journal, or to write affirmations, or for gratitude. Um, So there's all sorts of different ways you can do that, but it's just the common denominator. So for anyone watching, like you've got to create space for yourself um, because there are these gifts and unique abilities that are just inside you, dying to get out there into the world. And that's the way to do it. That's really how you gain the strength and the guidance and the courage to move forward.
1: What I've found, Ashley, through the years is that I have pushed people many, many times to do this journaling, and I cannot tell you how much pushback I get from that and they think that there's a certain way to do it and the best book I ever read concerning this was The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. We're talking about creativity. Julia was married to Martin Scorsese and she talks about uh, writing your morning pages which is getting all of the negativity outside of you so you can clear the space in order to listen and then, then don't be afraid to write down. We censor ourselves so much. We worry so much about what other people think, but we're censoring ourselves and a journal is your way to just get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Nobody has to see it. Your journal is for you and for you only, and you keep it in that safe space. If you're listening right now, you find a safe space for that journal because if it's not, you will censor yourself and what you're processing. So if I can push you to do anything is get that journal, get inside your soul and listen to what it's trying to tell you. It's speaking. You have to listen.
0: But I, I believe it was you that told me that the number one human need is to be seen and heard. It is. Like for me, um, personally, my journal is the place for me to to see and hear me. For yourself. And, uh, right. Because I can't expect anyone else to see and hear me until I see and hear me. That's exactly. Um, so that's why I love to journal. And it's just. If I don't do it, I am just not the same person. for the. Rest. I, it
1: feels like for me, like I do, if I go too long without working out, mm-hmm. it's, it's a physical effect. And in fact, if I open this big cabinet in my office, my niece that works with me came and we were cleaning out my office. There are so many journals. I've actually, uh, since I don't, I don't know who's listening, but I don't care. Um, I have already. I told all my girlfriends, um, if something happens to me, if I go home to see Jesus early, y'all better get my house, get my journals, and get rid of them, like now.
0: <laughs> I forgot to mention in Dale's bio, she's also a comedian. I actually think a lot <laughs> harder than anyone on the planet. <laughs> Stand-up comedy, we've talked about this. Nothing yes, bad. we did talk about it. <laughs> you know, and then, ladies, let me see
1: this. Here's another goddess tip. You know, get off your own back. You know, you can't see past this door and I've got this shelf deranged range you. But if I flip this thing around and you saw the rest of my desk, let me tell you something. If you're coming to see me, come anytime you want. You coming to see this house, you better make an appointment. Because it's gonna look like a bomb went off somewhere else. But i beat myself if it's not my gift. I don't I'm not good at it. I'm just not good at it.
0: I love it for all the perfectionists out there, you know. Let it go.
1: Out, just, I need to wait. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I have Crystal, my niece. She's a single mom, so I'm helping her out. She works with me and someday she'll come in the house and she just does whatever I need. She works for me and my, my friend Pam Tillis also. Pam, Pam said to me the other day, what would we do without Crystal? And I said, don't even say that. I don't even know what we would do without Crystal. But Crystal will come in, I'll go, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry what you're walking into today. So we gotta, give all, we gotta get off of our own backs. Yes, we got to get off of our own back. Yeah,
0: there's enough on it. We don't need to be on it or
1: anybody else. No, we don't.
0: Well, tell us and um, everyone who's watching how they can learn more about you how they can help support you with um, you know what you're needing or what you would love to see from everyone who's watching.
1: DalesmithThomas.com is my website. That's also Instagram. That's also my fan page, Twitter, uh, YouTube channel. They're all the same. And then jump over, you can jump over to my The Hope Doctors with an S, The Hope Doctors, because the vision for Hope Doctors is that I will continue once this is over to interview people. They're delivering their own hope. And I'm going to have you on there, Ashley. We'll have all kinds of different people. So jump onto the Hope Doctors. We're doing some Hope Dealer challenges. And that means that you're out dealing your own hope. And so jump over to the Hope Doctors and follow us there. But and I interact with all of my people. So if you send me a message, it's not going to a team of people. It's coming to me. So how you can support me is just, just uh, jump on Instagram, jump on Facebook, and and join us on this journey of enlightenment and joining me on this journey of being a hope dealer and helping other people excel. That's what I want. I want that anything I do to ripple out and then we together make a massive difference together.
0: And if anyone watching has someone they might want to nominate or maybe they're a hope dealer themselves, they can reach out to you and, yes. and do that too. So That's make sure. True. If you are doing great things out there, um, we are. Or Dale is looking for you, in one step. Looking and wants. I am looking for you. I am um, looking for you. And well, I got three more questions. That are going to dive a little deeper. Going to be some time for some vulnerable goddess talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think, think I've already
1: been pretty vulnerable, girlfriend.
0: You've been great. And some of this, you might uh, have the to so, I told you about my house. <laughs> Well, when, when I'm working with women and doing empowerment coaching, I talk about the goddess mindset, and there's still three keys um, that I want to um, ask you about, and that is, one, um, any self-limiting belief that you have or have had in the past, and how, what was it, and how did you overcome it? Self-limiting belief.
1: Gosh, how much time do you have? Um, I think, wow, growing up, I had so many. And I grew up in this small little community in North Mississippi, which was fabulous. But I didn't hear that I could do anything. I didn't hear that I could ever leave North Mississippi. I didn't hear that, you know, I had a unique talent. I thought that I, I had no talent. I thought I was behind the door when God gave out the talent. I was behind the door talking on the phone, is what I thought. <laughs> because I didn't know that I could make a living talking. I never knew that until, you know, I was every 30 years old. So number one, I believed that I didn't have any talent. I didn't believe I was smart enough. I didn't believe I was pretty enough. I didn't believe all of that. And that self-limiting belief system led me to an eating disorder in my early 20s. And it was so unbelievable that I couldn't even see what I was doing to myself. And I had moved to Nashville with my friend that had been Miss America. And I remember the day she grabbed me by my shoulders and she said, and she turned me around and made me look in the mirror and then she said if this does not change you will be in the hospital and i i was 30 pounds lighter then than i am right now and just for your reference i'm a size four right now two four and i'm five at eight inches tall so you can imagine what 30 pounds less looked like but you know what i couldn't see it i didn't see what i was doing to my own body so that self-limiting belief of not valuable not worthy not smart, not pretty, not talented. All of that led to an eating disorder. And you know what, that does not go, go away overnight. And it's something that I will continue to face. I will be real transparent about that. When I face uh, things in my life that feel out of control, like so far, not this COVID thing right now, but personally, some things, if they get out of control, my first thought is that I can lose my family. I can lose 10 pounds. I instantly get a hold of it. But it's amazing to me that that thought is even still there. Because I am now I I turned 60 last year. So yeah, I'm gonna be real vulnerable about that too. Um, I turned 60. That was 40 years ago, my friends that I was dealing with that eating disorder. And the fact that any thought of that still enters my mind blows me away because I've done the work. I've I've gone to the counseling session, I've read the books, I've walked the walk, but this is a journey. So whatever self-limiting belief you have, do not think you're just going to take it away. It is a journey that we grow with and go with every day. And so the self-limiting belief now that I continue to just, you know, I say there's a negative Neva in your head or whatever you want to call her, you need to tape her mouth shut. Uh, what I told Nicole Ritchie on the simple life that I was going to do, but that's another story. And we've got to silence those voices. So if I allow myself that voice that says, you're too old to start anything new, you're too old to write a fiction book. You're too old to do all the technology. You're too old to be all out there. But I only let that hit me for just a few seconds. But let me tell you something my friends, whatever you focus on gets bigger. And if you give that voice a platform, if you give that voice any power, and how do you give it power? By giving it focus. So I instantly shut that down and I turn that around and I do
0: something that's empowering or something that's giving to kind of quiet that. That was a long answer for that question. (laughs) No, that (laughs) was a wonderful answer. And thank you for being so honest and vulnerable and bringing up a subject that does affect so many young girls and women of all ages um, and being so open and honest about it and how difficult it is to overcome. I think what I also heard you say um, was giving power basically to the outside world or other people's opinions versus building it and within yourself, and you right. really did that, and that—that that is so key to overcoming these self-limiting beliefs, whatever they might be. They're you know unique to everyone. But when you hear that voice, I um, always say flip the script. So when I hear myself saying, "And you know, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I I did that. You know, I've done this work for so long. I go, oh, no, 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 and I have to come back and say, no, I'm not stupid. I just made a silly mistake in this moment. That does not mean I'm stupid, because I am two of the most important words for what you put after them, right. it's just your reality. So, um, and you would never have- as well, so.
1: And you know, I know your two beautiful daughters and I love them like they're my own. And when we start, ladies, when you start to say these messages to yourself, and I'm, I'm the mother of a son, and I have a lot of bonus daughters, but I cannot imagine having a small little girl and saying to her some of the things that I've allowed myself to say to myself. That should be your guide. Would you ever say that to one of your precious children? You would never tell your children, Ashley, that they're stupid. You would never say that to them. And so we say things to ourselves and about ourselves, we would never say to our children, we would never say to our best friend, most of the time, we never say it to a total stranger, but we give ourselves permission to say it to ourselves, and we have to stop that assault. You have got to be on mind control. What's going on between your ears is the most important thing because that's what your belief system is coming out of. Your mouth is speaking. You have got to change this negative chatter.
0: Absolutely, and I I think we could do a whole episode on that alone. We yeah. I got should We yeah. should pull five that. or six
1: women together and do it. Do its episode just on that. Yeah, just uh, goddess talk with uh, goddess
0: talk. Yeah, <laughs> group goddess talk. And um, well, another thing about the goddess mindset is about standing in your personal truth, and I know you have done this um, so well and you make it look effortlessly. But I would love uh, for you to dive into that conversation about um, maybe what that looks like for you and um, the outcome.
1: Well it looks a little different for me probably than uh, it does for other people and it's something I started to learn, I guess in my teenage years when I was still searching for some identity. I found that dressing up and doing my hair and putting on makeup my mother made all my clothes made me feel better about myself so i adopted that and so through the years regardless of where i've been or what i've done you this is how i am you know i'm usually dressed i'm usually have on my makeup i remember um, a friend showed up one day at my door and i was just working it's not every day but most days And she showed up at my door and she I answered the door and she said, Where are you going? I'm like, nowhere. She said, You get up and do this every day? I'm like, Yeah, I do. But I've caught a lot of grief for that. And it's like, does she still trying to be a beauty queen and all that? No, that's not what this is. You know, this is who I am, and I have had to be fine with it. And even out there in the speaking world. You know, I've, I've had to learn that this is my path, this is who I am and stand in it. And sometimes when we allow too many opinions to come in, we get lost in that mix. So my personal identity is I like, I, I'm a girly girl. And, and I'm not afraid to say it. I am a girly girl. You go in that closet. Well, if you could get in the closet, but go in the closet. You know, I love high heels. People give me grief all the time. Is all you have is high heels? Well, yeah, mostly. Now I bought them all pretty cheap, but they're all high heels and I love them and I am not giving them up. I was born the
0: same year as Barbie. Get over it. I like it. <laughs> Well, hey, I share I share the same thing. I'm a girly girl and I love my high heels too. <laughs> that's why we soul sisters. <laughs> but you said something and I think um, joy there's a quote, joy is your power, and everyone has their own personal joy. So who is anyone to judge if if putting on makeup and a great outfit makes you happy and brings you joy that day? Do it every day. So I think that's right. just my, my two cents, everyone, is what brings you joy? And if you're not doing it every day, why not? Like, joy is your right.
1: Yeah, And I've got a great story, um, and, and you know this, but one of my best friends is Lynn Harless, and she just happens to be Justin Timberlake's mother. And uh, we were actually at Justin's show in Las Vegas uh, last year. And so we were laughing, and we took a picture, because we... We are so similar in so many ways, but we are so opposite in so many ways. So I have on a fun little skirt and high heels and, and the typical Dale thing, which I love. And I know my two hour shoes. I know my 15 minute shoes. I know shoes that need to sit on the, sit on the shelf and look pretty and they never <laughs> need to be on my feet. I know my Justin Timberlake concert shoes. I got it all figured out. And so Lynn comes out, hair, makeup done, she looks great. And she's got on this great dress and high-top
0: tennis shoes.
1: Yes. And so she, we laugh about it. She said, I'm the tennis shoe queen. You're the high heel queen. And I said, that's yeah. we who we are. It brings
0: her joy. So go for it. You know, whatever floats the best. <laughs> um, well, sadly, we have two questions left, but I'm so oh. excited for these last two answers from you. Um, what is your quarantine tip or trick? And that can be mind, body, soul. Anything that you're doing that you recommend? Okay. First of all, keep a routine. You
1: know, it's really easy when we don't have to do our normal thing. If you're not having to run the kids to school, if you're not, if you're working from home or you're like me, I'm not traveling anymore. So one of the first things that I did was to maintain my personal schedule, which I've already talked about, which is the hour of power, which is also, you know, I got dressed the other day to go to the post office (laughs) and I I posted it and shared it on Instagram. So that's one of the things, one of my COVID tips. The other COVID tip was to make sure that you're reaching out to others. Let me see if I have them. I've got them somewhere. I I bought, hold on, let me reach. Um, Mm -hmm. I started, um, I found some of these little notes, and I got them on Amazon, and I just thought they were so cool, and people that I don't see or can't travel and see, and they just think this says you are the best, today, sit, today is going to be a good one, today is your day, and I'm just sticking a little note and sending that, so that's one of my COVID tips, just know that, how- pay it forward, just, so just you're you lighten someone else's day. This one's for you, Ashley. Just knowing you makes me cool. Yay! <laughs> uh, those are two. Keep your routine and step out of the box. You know, go to the snail mail. We can all do an email or a text. Go to the snail
0: mail. Yeah, it's true. I can't beat that. Oh, um, and I guess the last question of the day is who is the most important goddess in your life? And that could be a real person or it could be a mythological goddess. Just what comes to mind for you? Well, um, you know, I have a tribe. I know you do.
1: I got a tribe of goddesses, and y- you, are, you are number one in that pack, my sister. So I, I have a tribe of goddesses that, that I know I can count on. I just mentioned um, Lynn Harless, Justin Timberlake's mom. I mean, to listen to the story of what she sacrificed to help this boy, little boy, who she knew at two years old was gifted and talented. And what she did and stand in her goddess power when people were pushing back against her, of you know, you better leave him in school, you better do this, you better do that. She followed her goddess. You know, goddesses, we have an instinct, you gotta listen to it. And she followed it with this child. One of my other goddesses is my friend Kim Greenwood, who is one of my other pageant sisters who, um, is one of the most beautiful lights in the world. And so I, you and Kim and Lynn, and I now have a next door neighbor that I've known for 30 years, just moved into my neighborhood, Sue Ann, who's from Alabama too. <laughs> so my goddesses are the people that I surround myself with. And, you know, the teachers that, that I look to, you know, of course we all love Brene Brown and, and some of these great teachers, but the goddesses that are most important to me are the ones that I can call when I'm having that day that the the motivational speaker is not motivated. The motivational speaker is sad. The motivational speaker is uncertain and I've been through all of that. And just because I teach this for a living doesn't mean it's easy to practice. So now with losing my business or let's, I'm gonna rephrase that, my business is on hold and, and I'm reinventing my business in a different way. It's my goddesses that have said, "You know what? What about this?" And we're creating these goddess, you know, like mastermind talks that Napoleon Hill talks about. And so those those are the ones that are important to me. They're great teachers, but the goddess tribe is the most important
0: for sure. Find your tribe and hold them tightly. They, hold them tightly. Um, quantity is better than quality, or quality is better than quantity. <laughs> Got it mixed up there. Uh, well. Thank you so much. You actually, um, you were talking about intuition and how that is um, so important for goddesses. So that was a perfect leeway into episode five with Kenna Brett. We'll be talking about tuning into your intuition. And let living your- let me ask you,
1: who introduced you to Kenna? Yes. See, that's She's what right. goddesses do. She's one of your you goddesses we we come we unite goddesses. And awesome. I remember the first time I talked to you about Kenna. And I am so excited that you are gonna talk to Kenna and give women the permission. You know, this women's intuition thing or intuition for anybody, it's a real deal. It's the real Real thing. I can promise you, I can tell you right now that 99.9% when I know that I know that I know it's always right. It's always right. It's just learning to trust yourself. One thing I want to say before we sign off, it was kind of the last chapter in Good Morning Gorgeous, and I think it fits with goddess, is that we got to keep our crown up. And think about a crown on your head, a crown of self-worth, a goddess crown. And crown means confidently respecting our worth now. You're a goddess. Respect your worth. And you've got to think, if you had an, an invisible crown on your head and it wasn't you know, mask and tape to your head or pinned in, what would happen if you bowed your head in disrespect to yourself? Your crown falls off. You know what? We do that. Our crown falls off. It's not that it's not going to fall off, but get your crown off the floor. Let your goddess sisters help you get your crown back on your head. Stand in your goddess power and go out and make a difference in somebody else's life every day. Goddess
0: up. God is up. Well, thank you. That's it for this episode. And I hope all of you took away some inspiration that will help you claim your power, recognize your highest potential, and live your best life. Thank you, Dale Smith-Thomas. Love you, Ashley. Love you. (laughs) I can't stop it. I think you did.